First of all, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. This is your first conversation since that has happened. Yes, sir. What's this mean to you to, to be named the Sunbelt Player of the Year? Uh, it means the world. All praise to the most high and, um, you know, all credit to my teammates. Um, like you said, I had two big receivers this year that, you know, showed up tremendously. Um, obviously, we had other weapons. Zach, you know, Phoenix did an amazing job. O-line um, did an amazing job all year. I'm proud that uh, Tyler's on there. He battled this year. <clears throat> had to play three different positions on the O-line. And, um, you know, he didn't. He didn't slack at any, you know. He just kept his play up, you know, picked up the guys around him. The rest of the O-line did an amazing job as well. You know, Chris was just talking about how it's been. there's been so many guys in a row. And, and I remember after last year, after Todd was just here for one season, I think Tino and Coach Signetti were both like, who's next? Who, who's going to be the next one? Mm-hmm. Did, did, did you look at, at kind of the, the lineage that has happened with the quarterback at, at JMU to kind of – think that maybe maybe that could be me maybe I could excel in this offense definitely Did you look at that definitely that was a part of the reason of coming to the uh, this school and you know just knowing that coach Tino is a great quarterback coach obviously coach Siggs has amazing job with quarterbacks coach Shanahan's offense sets it up really well but coach Tino just does a great job each and every day he doesn't let anything slide by um you know he just it doesn't matter who's in the room doesn't matter like I said a while ago if you're the starting quarterback or walk on he coaches everybody the same coaches us very hard very detailed you know, he just – and it just shows up on Saturday. You know, it allows you to go out there and play free and just play your game um, and just trusting, you know, what the coaches are calling and doing what you're asked to do. I was talking with Coach Signetti the other day, and, and he said that he even told his coaching staff this, and I, I think he said it on the air with me. I don't remember. It might have been off the air, but he, he told the entire coaching staff. And he said that in his however many years of coaching, and that being an assistant coach, wherever he's been, he said in a 12-year – 12-month period, excuse me, he has never seen more growth from a player than what you showed from when you first showed up on campus. That, again, I, that speaks to – because, again, he's, he's coached some really good football players. Mm-hmm. He's been around for a long time. What does that mean to you when you hear, hear your head coach talk about you like that and your growth in this, in this 12-year period? Um, you know, period. It's definitely special. Um, when I got here, it was a little, it was a little hard transitioning, obviously coming to my third school. Um, a little smaller town, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so my mind was kind of all over the place a little bit, like, you know. and um, But, you know, each and every day I just wanted to be better. Um, and, you know, that's a big shout-out to him. He stayed on me very hard. Um, he didn't let anything slide as far as, you know, football, workout, school, wh- whatever it was. You know, he stayed on me each and every day and um, pushed me to be the best me. And um, I think, th- especially throughout the season, um, just his encouragement, you know, building me up and things like that, I think that was my – gave me the ability to uh, be able to play better each and every week. How challenging was it early on? You mentioned when you first transferred and everything. And, again, you're right. It's your third school. It's a different town. It's a different system. <laughs> I mean, it's everything. Everything is different. Was it a major challenge early in, in during spring ball? Was that difficult for you? Uh, definitely a major challenge. I had come off not playing for almost two years at that point. Um, so I was just getting back, trying to get back in the groove of things, you know, understanding um, the role of things like that, going to practice in the spring, trying to learn a new playbook. Felt like an older guy, but I felt like I was young again because it was, you know, like I said, been playing two years, learning a new offense. I didn't feel like a vet at first. I felt more of like, you know, just like a new incoming freshman, like as far as football-wise. And then just, you know, it was definitely challenging, but it got better throughout the, you know, as the months went on. John and Jordan McLeod, quarterback at James Madison. As again, he was named the player of the year in the Sun Belt. Chris, you got something for him? Yeah, I talk about, we talked about Sig, but, I mean, you, I've, we watch uh, Tino with you guys in practice and he's critical of like when you make a mistake but he's really complimentary when y'all do something really well I've, I've noticed I think Dave has too when you make a mistake you don't make a mistake a second time 
it's like it's like all right, all right. I know I need to fix that, but uh, seeing that and then just even watching, I go back and I know Coach does too. But like I go back and I watch the broadcast when we get back if I'm not too dead tired from like a late <laughs> yeah, flight. Yeah, I do it too. <laughs> and I noticed just watching you and Tino looking like you're like laughing, having a good time. Talk about that relationship and how that's grown in the year that you've been here between you and him. Um, it's definitely grown a lot tremendously. Like I said, we bumped heads a little bit uh, at first, but not not like anything bad, just learning, you know, how to fit into the culture and things like that. And uh, as far as football, like you said, he definitely doesn't let anything slide. If it's something bad, he's going to tell us. Um, he coaches really hard, like really, really hard during practice. In the game, he's kind of a different guy because he wants to get in the modes where, you know, our our whole mindset is sniper mentality, staying focused the whole game. You know, if something bad happens, wipe it, let it go. We'll talk about it tomorrow in the film room and things like that. So I think he does a good job, like, as far as just his coaching. Like I said, his coaching from Saturdays and then, you know, throughout practice, throughout the weeks are two different people. Um, still coaches hard on game day, but it's more of, like, you know, calm and relaxed so that we stay calm and relaxed and, you know, our emotion isn't up and down like a roller coaster, you know, staying uh, level-headed. When things are humming – like like they were obviously I know the first aside the first two drives mm-hmm. on Saturday, I mean it was touchdown touchdown touchdown. T- I mean it was pretty wild to watch if you think about it. Um, but then when when you guys are on the sideline and everything is just working and then the defense is doing their thing, what's that conversation like like in the offensive huddle when you're just when you know everything's working and they can't do nothing? To I mean that's the off. funny thing about it. We might smile you know laugh and things like that, but I remember I think we were up. I want to say like 49 to 7 maybe. I might be wrong. This was the last week game. And Coach Tino still was saying um, locking everybody in to stay focused. You know, the job's not finished. Don't lose your competitive edge. Because that kind of happened sort of early in the season. And Coach Tino tried to make a big emphasis of that when we are playing Utah State. I think we are up 31 to 7 maybe. Mm-hmm. And they kind of came right. back a little bit. And, you know, Coach Tino, even at halftime, he told us, you know, it was, it was a lot of guys like laughing and smiling in the locker room. He's big on keeping your uh, keeping the competitive edge. Obviously, it's a fun game. You want to smile, have fun, but it's still, you know, a job at the end of the day, and the game isn't over until the game's over. And with that, if you think about it, I mean, really, we get everyone's best shot here. Have you been part of a team before where it's like you are the hunted every week? I would say this is definitely obviously my first team that I've been, like, hunted. Um, we're getting the everybody's best each and every week, um, and that was going – even I remember a big emphasis on that was um, going into the ODU week. You know, we felt a little like uh, – Late, it was like lazy practices a little bit, and you know, Coach Sig and Coach Tino made big uh, emphasis points on like you know these teams coming in to play their best football to knock off the undefeated you know JMU Dukes and things like that. And um, so it's definitely it's definitely a different, but it, it brings the best out of you as well too. You know, you're not trying to maybe play down the competition or things like that. You're always trying to play at your best. And Jamie quarterback Jordan McLeod was named the Sun Belt Player of the Year earlier today after a sensational season, 40 total touchdowns on the year. And I want to stick with your relationship with, with Tino a little bit because you mentioned you butted heads, and, and he really does coach you guys hard. He's on you guys Definitely. a lot. <laughs> was, that, was that hard to take early on? Did you have to kind of grow some thick skin to kind of get through some of that? Definitely, but, you know, over time I just knew, you know, it was all out of love at the end of the day. Um, he'll tell you himself, outside of our, you know, family – Nobody in the world wants more success for the quarterback room than he does. Um, you know, he loves us like our faraway fathers that, you know, we can't be with each and every day because we're with, you know, we're here and things like that. So it's all hard love at the end of the day because he wants what's best for us, you know. And like Chris said, he does compliment us when we're doing good. He lets yeah. us know, you know, but it's always room for improvement with Coach Tino, and that's what uh, gets the best out of you each and every day. 
was again because there are some conversations that are hard to take when, when he's he's all over you on game days though as Chris kind of mentioned and you said he's a different type of player after an interception or something he's kind of comes puts his arm around you a little bit it, it, what was that did you did you expect that on game day early in the season did, did I, you, I you didn't know it was coming at that time did you well no I kind of got uh told by like the guys that are already in okay. the QB room from the years <laughs> so you prior. got warned a little bit I got warned a little bit yeah <laughs> unless I'm going to be honest, unless it's something really, really crazy going on in the game, that's when you'll see maybe Coach Chino take his glasses <laughs> off or something. But that's other when you that, know it's serious. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's when you know it's serious. But other than that, he's really cool, man, on game day. Like, he, he keeps you calm. He keeps you – he brings you back in if, you know, if you're not focused and things like that. He just keeps you level-headed uh, to a point to where you can block out distractions. He, um, you know, takes the anxiety off your shoulders, anything like that. He does an amazing job with that. Because you had missed a lot of time the, the previous two years, I'm guessing – Again, you you probably lost a little bit just not not playing and not not repping every single day. Did did his the way he coaches and being so detail oriented did that help you a lot to get back to some of the fundamentals that sometimes you might, you might have lost the last couple yes, of years? Yes, definitely the fundamentals because um even if you're at back home you know throwing routes on air and stuff like that, it's different it's than different, when yeah. when you're you know here playing with guys you've never thrown to and practice and stuff like that. I think he kind of um, fast forwarded the process a little bit of. You know, getting back in the groove of things because how hard he coaches. He coaches everything on practice. Like, it, it feels like game day as much as we throw the ball. Um, if we have a terrible drop, he'll let us know that's a practice rep, not a game rep. So everything is very fast um, and practice to where he wants it um, game day, you know, just to be calm, cool, and collected and, you know, not trying to play, like, so fast. Everything just, you know, calm your mind down and just play the game. And Jamie, quarterback Jordan McLeod, again, named the Sunbelt Player of the Year, not just offensive player, he's a player of the year in the league coming up this this season. Take me back to out of fall camp. You, you didn't win the job, and again, we've talked about that. How challenging was that to, to not win the job out of camp? Um, it was challenging. I was dealing with some um, personal things that I had kind of, you know, was trying to fight through, but I, I knew everything was going to work out, to be honest. Um, I wasn't really too stressed about that. Um it was just more challenging of, like I was telling, I even told Reggie, like, it's just I wish I would have got more reps with him so that once the games come, you know, yeah. I'm used to throwing to those guys and things like that. But I would say truthfully, like, kind of after that break of the Virginia game, I remember feeling like after that, that game, I remember feeling like I, I'm getting back in the groove now. Like I, I, I'm back, you know, and things like that. So I don't think it took a lot of time, honestly. Because at the end of the day, football is football. And like I said, Coach Tino does a great job in practice to make sure things feel better in the game. So I would say, like, the challenging, the more the challenging part was just the timing with the receivers and stuff like that, yeah. not, like, mentally or physically, though. You know, with that, too, again, you could have hung your head, not come to practice, not, not worked hard, again, give it half-ass effort, you know, and, and just not been ready. But when your name was called against Bucknell, he goes seven for eleven for one forty-four, a couple of scores. You connected with Reggie right away. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> so, so, are you proud of yourself for for not getting down? Because you very easily could have been down in the dumps and, and not practice hard, but you stayed ready. What, what, obviously, that that's that's a big thing, and why your season kind of was what it was. Just um, you know, my you know, it was just a test of my faith uh, to man upstairs, and I just knew that, you know, like I said, once my name was called, I just needed to be ready for this team, and um. Once I, my name got called, I couldn't look back. I couldn't, you know, go in there and play, you know, sloppy and things like that because then it was going to be a uh, – all right, let's try this guy, let's try that. I knew that I had to go in there and put a stamp on it right away.
you mentioned the Virginia game, and Coach mentioned that a few times to me when I interviewed him the other day. He's just like, that was a big win for us. Yeah, it was, 100%. <laughs> that was a big, big win. That was a big rain delay for us. It, yeah. Huge <laughs> rain delay for us. You need, some luck, you need some luck throughout the season. That was an unsung hero that, was, that day. <laughs> that, he, that, he, <laughs> Mother Nature was the MVP that yeah. day. There's no doubt. But for you guys to finish the way you did in that game after the, after the rain delay, you mentioned you kind of started to feel like yours. Was that the turning point maybe for this team? I think it was. Um, you know, what were we down, 12 at that point? 11. 11. 11? Okay, yeah. 11, so two-score game. And we knew that I think we had the ball coming out with like yep. 12 minutes left or something like that. That's exactly what it was. And, you know, we just knew that, you know, we had it at this point. Like, we could do it. Um, we went at half t- um, in the rain delay break and just we couldn't lose our focus. Everybody stayed focused. Coach was talking to everybody. Um, and I think that was a big um, – you know, a big road win at that. You know, that was a, a huge environment that day. Um, yeah. Obviously, shout out to Virginia fans as well for showing up. So I think everything on that game just showed that we can do this. You know, we just played a Power 5 team, came back down 11 in a hard environment. Um, and I think that helped us throughout the season, especially on the road. And, and then you go to Troy the next week, Utah yep. State the week after that. And, and then did the conference start to build during that? Because we knew that was going to be a hard stretch, road games against really good football mm-hmm. teams. Did that would that kind of build the confidence each, each week a little bit more? Definitely. Um, you know, we had just played, um, like I said, Power 5 team down 11 at away. And then we played the um, defending Sunbelt champs away. Um, I think we had a rain delay in that game too at first. At uh, first, yeah, to start yeah, the game. To yeah, start was, the game. It was a nasty day down there. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, we just knew that. And then once we did that, and then we went down to Utah State, you know, had to fly across the country, and we're like, that's three big road wins on like on the in a row. That's really big for our team, and um, it just yeah, showed. It I, th- I think that helped out with everybody's confidence in the building, just knowing that this is a really good football team. Did you start to feel like it was your team at that point? It, it, I started to see you a little bit different on the. I think it might have been Utah State. I think you and I might have even talked about this that the Utah State game just kind of felt like. You started to be in control. Like this was – you had that it factor that people talk about with a quarterback. Did you start to feel like this was your team kind of yeah, during that stretch? I would say around that time um, I started to get a lot more comfortable um, with myself, with my guys, with the playbook, um, especially with my guys that's important on the field. Being able to talk to them um, as a leader, obviously it's hard to come in at first and transfer right. and try to – but I think at that time they started um, to, you know, um, trust in me and things like that. So, you know, obviously the trust is back. And I think as a team – we just that game kind of boosted us a little bit. You, it it seems pretty easy when you have guys like Surratt and Reggie and Horton and Phoenix and and your running backs out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Talk about just it, it. Just seems on any given play, anyone can make a play in Definitely. the offense with you. How easy do they make your job? Obviously, in addition to the line in front. Yeah, of you. yeah, of course. Obviously, it all starts up front. Those guys are amazing. Um, but as far as, like, the playmakers on the outside, it's, it makes it the job a lot easier. Um, knowing that, you know, you can give it to this guy, that guy, and they're going to make a play after the catch. We can hand the ball off and go for eight. Um, you know, we had great backs this year, and they did well in the um, receiving game as well. Um, yeah, they were a big part of that. Yeah, they're a big part of that. <laughs> um, you know, I they think were. KB and Lottie might have had, like, seven catching touchdowns total or something like that, six, something like that. Yeah. But, you know, I think that plays a big factor in just being able to you don't feel like you have to do everything on, on your own. You don't have to play superhero ball and things like that. Um, just trust the guys around you that they put in the work, you know, that you put in each and every week. And, you know, you're, they're going to go out and show it on Saturday. What I find fascinating is if you look in this offense, and Coach talked about this with you, uh, I think, this week, was that if you look at our offense, you look at what we've accomplished this year. You weren't on this roster last year. Phoenix wasn't on this roster last year. You got Elijah, Lottie who's Elijah. Balling. Elijah. <laughs> Lottie. You, you look at, like, guys who are 
making big-time plays. They weren't even part of this program this time yet last mm-hmm. year. So how does it all come together <laughs> in such a short amount of time? Because if you think about it, it's pretty darn remarkable that y'all have done what you've done in the short amount of time you've been together. Mm-hmm. A lot of this takes years and you mentioned and the years. challenge of, of not getting as yeah. many reps early yeah. in the season. I mean, and then to end up doing what you guys did. I think, and that's kind of why, um, you know, at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't say we ever started off slow, but we might've had some like slips up maybe in the second half or something like that. And, um, you know, I think Troy, we only put up 20 points, maybe I think it was 16, 16, 16 so, 14. Yeah. And that's a really good defense. So it's not like we should have put up a uh, 50 points or whatever, but it's just more of like, you know, that's a, you know, the coaches did a great job this year on um, putting us in positions to be great. Coach Shani and Coach Tino and Sig had a, you know, great offensive scheme each and every week to scheme up the teams. And I think we really – we practice really hard, like really, really hard. And, and th- that's big and that's important, you know, to understand that when we make practice like a game, it makes the game so much easier because at the end of the day, we're going against our guys each and every day at practice. They – you can ask any defensive player on our team. They know every single one of our calls. <laughs> like That's why the spring game normally doesn't go yeah, the offensive Yeah, spring way. game, camp, they, they say they win camp, whatever. But, you know, in a game, the defense has to react to what we're doing. So I think it's just, you know, like I said, and, you know, those guys, you know, put in the work, to, uh, all the guys that transferred in put in the work to, you know, dial in the playbook, you know, understand it like the back of our hands and just, you know, being able to execute what the coaches call. And on top of that, you talk about it all starts up front. We lost two really pivotal yeah. members yep, of, that, of that front. We mm-hmm. lose both tackles. You mentioned Stevens. Stevens now back at his original position yeah. yep. in the most unique way. I mean, he went from what? He left, left guard, left guard, right, right tackle. He's at left, left tackle, tackle right now. Yeah, so back bowl game, he'll be left tackle. Yeah. yeah. So, But to lose Tyshawn for the last month, you lost Kidwell first play of the Utah State game. <laughs> but you got guys like Carter Miller, guy who had – Never played. Nope. He started. Josh Toner, Josh Toner had and, played and not a little playing bit. his natural position. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, both those guys. Yeah, he's a center. <laughs> exactly. and he's a guard at heart. Yeah. I mean, and I think Toner. Did I read this that he was like the PFF like top ranked offensive lineman or top ranked tackle of the week? And wouldn't the, surprise me. Like wouldn't because of the way he, he had, played. Yeah, he played amazing. What does that say about that group? That like, I mean, obviously people overcome adversity, but to lose two really integral parts. And you never really saw a drop-off in the offense. Yep. It would have been easy to be like, oh, you know, Jordan's taking more sacks or we're not able to do this or that. But there, you didn't really see a drop-off. No, it didn't. And, you know, um, like I said, that's just credit uh, to the older guys, I think, that were at that line, like Tanner, Cole, and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Yeah, they were steady all year. They were steady <laughs> all year. Obviously, Tanner, you know, he's the center. He makes all the calls up front and things like that. But, you know, Cole's really, really good. Um, Tyler's really, really good. And I think those guys did a great job uplifting – those others too, um, knowing that you know, hey, you're just as good as us. You're you're a starter right here with us. You know, obviously, everybody besides Tanner and Cole played positions they didn't. They're not used to and things like that. That's credit to uh, Coach Robo as well, getting those guys prepared each and every week. And um, you know, they just when and I think our coaches did a great job too. Later on in the year, we called certain plays, you know, um, to maybe help those guys out with a chip or something, you know. Not, they're not playing their normal position, so it might be a little faster in the first in the first few games of them playing that. And I think as the games went along, the season went along, that's why you just said uh, about a toner being the PFF uh, tackle of the week or something like that. Like, and you wouldn't have even tell that he wasn't. He'd played what the last was it five five games, four games? I think four. Yeah, yeah. he four games? Mu- He'd been on special teams, but other than yeah, that, and, like, significant and he did an amazing job. Yeah, amazing job. Do Do you have like obviously a lot of really cool moments? 
cool plays we've seen, great big things happening. Do you have like a favorite play or a favorite moment in the 12 games so far this year? Ah, that's hard. One moment. Let's see. There's some good ones. <laughs> There's some good ones. I'm trying to think of my favorite one of you. I'm not going to lie. The one that um, when I threw the touchdown to KB yep. in the Virginia game, that yeah. one kind of – that one kind of got me. I got that one on my phone. I had my phone down at <laughs> my side, and I'm like, if, K- if, if someone's going to be walking in, I'm just going to get it. We're not supposed to do that for ESPN purposes, but I'm like, slap me on the wrist. I don't care if we're going to beat Virginia. <laughs> yeah. We're putting this up on our Twitter account. That one account. was a good one. Uh, yeah, There's a lot of good moments. Yeah, you know, it wasn't offensive, but one of my favorite moments this year was when Aiden Fisher annihilated that receiver and the ball popped, popped up, up and D'Lo comes down with his first career pick. Oh, yeah, that was a that good game one. just that – I mean, that was on that stretch. All three of those games, they had so many just waves of emotions. Yeah. And well, just, and, and talk you know, about that early, too, yeah. because, again, the offense started going later in the season. But early in the season, there were some moments, especially in the second half, where you guys really struggled and kind of stalled out for three or four mm-hmm. consecutive drives. But the defense against Virginia, they've got to make two or three stops down the stretch. That, against Troy, I think yeah. they made, like – Five consecutive stops down the wild. stretch against Utah State, two or three. His defense. And, and ha- that had to give you guys confidence as an offense to see your defense go go essentially win the game late in those games. Definitely, and that carried throughout the year. I think um, it got to points to where I was right. like, in my mind, it's like I don't have to force this knowing that, you know, if we can just punt it, we have a really good defense yeah. and we have another good chance. Obviously, I have some. You know, some dumb picks that I wish I could take back, but it's okay because we won't talk about that. Yeah, it's okay because I know 40 that total touchdowns. Yeah. I know that our my defense is really good, like really, really good. And you know, when you have a defense that if you do turn the ball over, you know, let's say the minus ten, and you have a defense that can just stop a team to a field goal, yeah, that's really good. And they did a lot, and yeah. they did that a lot, and I think that takes a lot of pressure off the offense. And um, I think that was a big part of us playing better in the second half of the season, I think, you know, minus App State, I would say as a team, even in the second half of the season, we started playing better um, better because we were playing complementary football. You know, yeah. offense helping out defense, defense helping out offense. I mean, I think our last month, our third down numbers were a heck of a lot better than they had been yeah, all they season. Were. 100%. Our ability to drive, I think we were having 16, 18 play drives that were only six, seven minutes. Right. And so, yeah, no wonder our defense is right. dominating because y'all, y'all – yeah, complimentary football. Hey, you help us, we'll help you back. Yeah, and then you get you get them off the field, keep keep the defense on their keep, and you're able to keep the defense on their toes. Like the 18, like you know the little six minute drives you're talking about. We were, we were just laughing about it. Me, Francis, I want to say who else was with us? Was it TJ maybe or Jaywalk? One, it was one of them at Coastal. They were you know coming over us telling we're scoring too quick, like. <laughs> You know, because de- defensive players like sitting on the sideline, you know, for six minutes. You know, yeah. it gives them a break, you know. But if we're scoring quick, obviously they don't care because we're putting points on the board. And it's not like they're going to get scored on every drive either. So it's like it's okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's not it's not your fault they weren't tackling your receivers. Yeah, they weren't you know? tackling I mean, us. And hey, we started in hey, you plus territory. You weren't, you weren't doing go balls to Reggie every single play. Yeah, exactly. It's not like that. I mean, shoot, Phoenix had 11 for 99. I'm Man. like – you know, a lot of guys would be over 200, but your slot, I mean, he, you were just I, – I thought that was really impressive to watch you guys. You nick, you were able to nickel and dime them in the pass game, and that's kind of hard to do. Yeah, it is. It is um, because, you know, sometimes you'll get greedy and when you want to get the downfield ball, but when you're spreading it out to all your guys, it becomes fun. It's like a game at that point, just playing the point guard position yeah. and just letting them make plays after the uh, catch. Jordan McLeod, Offensive Player of the Year in the Sun Belt. JMU quarterback, they'll find out who they'll play and where they will go in their bowl game coming up on, on Sunday. And 
You know, you started to use your feet. Even against Virginia, you started to do that a little bit. Um, but it, it was the Utah State game. You had a couple of rushing touchdowns, and, and that kind of kick-started getting eight rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. this year. But is, is that kind of the point where you started to feel more comfortable, too, using your feet a little bit more in, in this offense? Oh, definitely. And I think throughout the year, I think that's what helped my um, passing game a little bit yeah. um, because, you know, maybe the defense has to bring down an extra safety in the box because of our read option game or something like that. You know, they have to account for me and things like that. And, you know, um, when you play one high and we have, like, Reggie and Elijah, that's really hard to do against us. Um, so I think that's what helped out the passing game. And, you know, being able to run is just like it's an extra player on the field that the defense has to maybe they can't blitz an extra guy. they got to drop somebody right. back to spy and things like that. How challenging was it early in the year? And I, I, again, the coaches have said you got way better as the season war, went on. Just recognizing protections, coverages pre-snap and post-snap, did that stuff all kind of come back a little bit gradually just because you had been gone for a couple of years and not played as many live reps as, uh, as you had? Definitely. And um, like I said, the coaches and especially Coach Tino, they do a great job throughout the week um, with protections and stuff like that. Um, when we go through practice, um, We'll go through our script and things like that. And then um, and on Fridays and Saturdays, Coach Tino does a great job of, you know, he gives us, obviously throughout the week, but, you know, he gives us uh, pictures, you know, of what the defense is going to be uh, running, how it looks, you know, maybe looking at a DB's leverage, um, right. his whip, his depth, and things like that to be able to get an idea of what the defense is, especially if it's one high or two high. You know, he does a good job of we should know what the defense is 75% of the time. Um, pre-snap. Down to Jordan McLeod again, quarterback at James Madison. He's named the player of the year in the Sun Belt earlier today. Is this place different than any other place you've been? I, I wanna, we're going to take a break in a second. I'm going to talk about your, your, your growing up and, and going to, to USF and going to Arizona. But is, is this place and this culture at JMU, is it different than anywhere you've ever been? Definitely. I think this um, coming in here, obviously, like I said, small little town. So JMU is all that's really here, you know. And you can kind of feel that on game day, too. Like, everybody loves the JMU. Yeah. And I think the players here are all bought into what Coach Sig has, um, you know, as far as culture-wise. And um, every single player, week in and week out, you can tell, you know, it doesn't matter if we were, you know, 7-0 at one point. Every week was 0-0. Nobody ever got the big head and things like that. Um, we didn't even – obviously, we lost the app. But even throughout that week, we had college game day. Everybody was so laser-focused. And it was just, you know, that's a testament to, uh, you know, the, the culture here. You know, a lot of that's hard to find at, at every uh, school. And um, I just think JMU, it was, it's different in a way of just, you know, no distractions here, obviously, because it's a little town, like I said. And I think it's just everybody here is truly all about ball. You've been at some places that, that didn't win a lot. When you came here, was the attitude different? It was the expectation to win. Is that something that you could see right away? Definitely. Um, you know, some schools maybe. I'm not just talking about. I'm just saying uh, my old schools, but some schools' goal could be like, let's get to a bowl game. Right. That's never. That, that wasn't. You know, the goal here. The goal here even wasn't to. Coach Sig said it all before the coastal because we needed that game to win the East. It wasn't to finish um, ten and two, have a great transition year again, and just be second in the uh, Sunbelt East. Our goal was, you know, to be Sunbelt champs, and that's what we feel like we are, obviously, and um, and that's what we accomplished. Does it hurt not to be playing this weekend? It does hurt. <laughs> it definitely does hurt because, you know, obviously we played Troy, and we feel like – be hosting that ball game too. <laughs> yeah, we'd be hosting it here, and I, I think that would have been great, you know, for this community. And I think 
you know, we left a lot out there uh, when we played them, and I just think w- I wish we had another chance to, you know, showcase it. Next year. And still won the game. I mean. Yeah, still won the game. <laughs> so. We can host Sunbelt next year. Uh, we'll be ready for it. Funded time, yeah, no doubt about that. Quarterback of the Dukes is Jordan McLeod. He is with us. He redshirt senior, although he does have another year left. He is from Tampa, Florida. <sighs> Do you miss Tampa weather? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just read something on Twitter. I think they – I don't know. I just hope that we can go back there for a bowl game. <laughs> that is that a possibility. Are, are, are we trying to talk like maybe a little Gasparilla Bowl? Is that I mean, yeah, I'm with that 100%. Yeah. You'd be all right with that, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, 100%. And then you could just right. stay there for Christmas exactly. right after. Stay there for Christmas, <laughs> you know. You know, how special is it for you and your teammates to, to bring JMU to their first bowl game in school history? Is that is that special? Oh, that's definitely special. Um, You know, shout out to the guys that obviously that's, you know, set the standard here, here before me. Um, and I think, you know – this year was just an amazing year um, from game one to the la- uh, this past weekend. And, you know, we have one more to go finish the job, uh, win JMU's first bowl game. Yeah. Um, that's very important to us. We don't want to obviously, oh, we made the first bowl game in JMU history. We want to win it. want to win that, yeah, no doubt. All right, talk about growing up. Did you grow up in Tampa? Yeah, I grew up in Tampa. So you've been there your whole life? Whole life, yep. Talk about your family a little bit. Um, family, great. Uh, two parents, um, my mom, my dad, you know, Lisa and Ray McLeod. They've done an amazing job. We have um, – I have two brothers, one that plays for the 49ers, and my little brother is at Clemson, and I have two little sisters. Um, you know, th- those are my girls, and, you know, we're a strong-knit family. You know, how about how was it growing up in, with, with your brothers? Obviously, very athletic family. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing mom and dad were growing up as well. But but talk about that and just the, the competitions that you guys had growing up. Oh, yeah, up. a lot. Um, you know, my dad's very hard on us. My dad, um, you know, both of my parents obviously very hard on us. I'm talking about as far as sports. Um, my dad, you know. We were working out at a young age, you know, had us, <laughs> he would, we lived like a, I want to say like a mile and a half away. There was this gas station. He used to drop us off and he'll follow <laughs> us, make us run home and things like that. So it was like Rocky. <laughs> yeah. You know, we did that for a long time. That reminds, and, um, that reminds me of that Seinfeld episode. <laughs> yeah. Making uh, Jerry run. <laughs> but, you know, it's all worked out and uh, he wanted what's best for us. And I think, you know, he's done a great job, um, you know, just raising young men and, um, you know, Having uh, the competi- uh, competitiveness, like, with my brothers, um, we were just talking about, like, we always talk about wishing we could play each other in high school and things <laughs> like that. And um, But it's always fun. Um, obviously, n- never hate in between the family. We all wish the best for us and things like that. I'm sure they're, they're, they're your biggest fan, too. Definitely our biggest fans. And to talk about the competitive part, my little sister, the youngest one, she's 12. She's probably the most competitive Um and, you know, my dad would probably tell you she's the most athletic, I would say, especially <laughs> at that age, out of all of us, can way faster than us, plays more sports. So it, it goes from top down to uh, the competitiveness. So get ready for her. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, you know, when we were in Atlanta, you had a you had a ton of people there mm-hmm. for you. Um, how neat is that? Like, obviously, the guys that are from Virginia, Maryland, they their parents can see them play every week. Mm-hmm. Your family can't necessarily do that. Like, you've been Arizona. Obviously, you started at USF, so it's probably a little easier, but – but even up coming up Virginia, it's not easy just to keep coming and going, coming and going. So to get to play in front of your family and play well, how special is that? It's for very you? special. Um, it hurt a little bit when I was at Arizona. I didn't. My parents didn't see me play for obviously that whole year. They were supposed to come to the game that I got hurt, <laughs> but something happened with the flights and they missed it. So, but so they hadn't seen me play in a long time. And then this year, I want to say they were at every game besides. I want to say Utah State and Troy. I think – oh, and Marshall. 
that's not bad considering you have another brother yeah, who so, also plays college football. So, right. um, Pat, yeah, you know, and my parents are warriors. Um, ever since my little, uh, my, my older brother was at Clemson, we would play on Fridays, and then we would leave at like 3 a.m., drive up to wow. uh, Clemson. This past game, my brother had a game in South Carolina, and we played Coastal Carolina, so they <laughs> left. <laughs> yeah, um, we were up by enough, so they knew the game was over. <laughs> then, they, <laughs> so, then they jetted down. Yeah, so no, they, they were at my Columbia. game, and they left at midway through the third quarter, I think. Okay. And they made it up to Columbia, like the mid-first quarter or something like that. Well, well thank your brother for us, because, you know, he helped us get to that number. We Definitely, needed to, the bowl game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I, was watching Definitely. The, I was watching your brother's game very intently mm-hmm. when we got off the plane. So that was two games, and, um, you know, one day they had a – a few other times this year where they had to come to my game Saturday and then drive straight to D.C. airport um, to fly out to wherever my older brother's games was. So, you know, they're warriors. They love us, and uh, we can't appreciate them enough for doing that. That's pretty neat that they do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's a lot of, like, yeah, it selflessness, is. It, like, for for your kids there. It's definitely is. Um, actually, my mom talks about how times she gets tired because they get back home Sunday, <laughs> then it's back to work on Monday. <laughs> and do it and again. Then, yeah, so, it's you know, it's never no – Relaxed day for them, basically, no. throughout the uh, football season. They're used to it, though. Yeah, they're definitely used to it. Well, and then my little sister is – my mom couldn't make all my games because my little sister has, you know, true. soccer tournaments, flag football tournaments in Atlanta, on. North Carolina, here and there. So she's always running around. Well, let's hope for the McLeod family that Clemson and JMU are both playing down south and make it make it easier for yeah, mom. Yeah, and then my mom was just talking about that because they had – projected them to go to – where is the Holiday Bowl? Is that? San Diego. Uh, San Diego, yeah, on the Oof. 27th. And then they had us, obviously, on the 22nd or 16th or whatever, whatever it's going to be. Whatever. And then we're trying to get to my brother's game. They play the Ravens on Christmas Day. <laughs> so I'm trying so, to figure it so, all out. So if we play, we can play the 22nd. Ray Ray can play the 25th. Fifth, and, and then then, let, then y'all can all go to San Diego for the 27th. Exactly. There yeah. you go. There you go. We got it all figured out. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Talk about – Ray Ray a little bit first, and and he's the he's the old one, and so he went to Clemson first in the National Football League. Did he kind of set the the table for all you guys? Kind of kind of wanted he did, and it was a you know I wouldn't say um, big shoes to fill. It was more of just you know we can do it. Our dad raised us to you know we're McLeods, we all can do it. But he was a um, five star. He was the number one athlete in the country at the time when he went to Clemson. So it was um, he set the standard early, and then you know I just think. My dad did a good job of, you know, just continuing to do the same thing he did with him with me and my other little brother. And um, just coming up, you know, and just following our path, not trying to chase. Um, not trying to be like him. Yeah, be, not trying to be, be yourself, like him. Right? Just be, yeah, yeah, everybody be their self. You know, things will work out how they work out. And that can be a challenge, too, especially when you, you've got a five-star older brother. Mm-hmm. you got to try and live up to those expectations. Was he always a receiver? Well, in high school, he played running back only. He played running back in corner. Okay. And then he went to Clemson as a receiver. Okay. Yeah. And, and were you always QB? Did you no, ever? No, 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 no. I didn't start playing QB until my junior year of high school. I was really? my brother. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I was. I never played quarterback until my. So I, my freshman year, I was. I played corner and I was his backup running back. Okay. I never played obviously because he was the guy. <laughs> so, but so, what was the scenario that moved you to quarterback? Well, my junior year, um, we had a coaching change at my school, and then the quarterback. He's uh, his name's Chris. He was there my sophomore year, so I played corner. I was gonna play quarterback that year because we didn't have one, but then he transferred in. He's a good friend of mine. And so I was like, cool, I don't have to play quarterback. So I just played corner. <laughs> so you didn't really want to. No, I didn't want to. And then my junior year, we just didn't have a quarterback on our team at all. So you had to. So I was like. <laughs> all right, I guess. I, I'd, I'd do it, whatever. Like somebody has to try, and I did it. And, you know, and then after that year is when I transferred. Because after my junior year, I was like, okay, I'm pretty decent at it. I need to, like, 
you know, perfected a little bit. That's Is that when I, you kind of was just like, okay, maybe I could do this yeah, for the next Yeah, and then level. that's why I transferred um, to Plant High School. Um, obviously, you know, Coach Wiener is one of the best coaches I've been around. He's at Toledo now. He's the offense coordinator there. He was the head coach at uh, the high school that I went to. So, so with the change that late, like were you being recruited as a DB before the move to QB? Or Yes, I was. I was. I was. Um, I had a few offers. Like I had um, Maryland, USF, Oregon um, when Coach Taggart was out there. And um, – I started getting a few quarterback offers, I would say, like late junior year and then like in the summer when we had like seven on seven and stuff like that. So I didn't really know what I was going to do, truthfully. Like at that time, everything, all my offers were athlete, like as an athlete or whatever. It wasn't like, oh, you're a quarterback, this and that. Because um, I even remember <laughs> one of my coaches at USF, my first, it was first day at camp or something like that. I threw a slant route into the ground, <laughs> to the ground. It's, <laughs> it's my first time really playing like, you know, quarterback for real trying to learn it everybody's yelling oh he needs to switch positions switch positions and, uh, <laughs> oh, so you know just keeping faith and keep working did you did you always want to play quarterback after you after you got the taste of it I definitely I would say um I started playing quarterback and then at that time my brother was at Clemson like I said uh-huh. and um Deshaun Watson was his quarterback so that's who I was watching every week so you turned your game into so Deshaun I was Watson like, a little okay bit. you know they, it, they had some good good times. Yeah, they had some good times, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm going to have some good times yeah, too. Yeah, and then that's when I was like, all right, yeah, I can do this. You know, it's it's interesting because, like, when you move to quarterback, only one quarterback can play. Mm-hmm. DBs, you can have four or five yeah. DBs. Yeah. So you really – you bet on yourself mm-hmm. in that. Talk about that a little 100%. bit. hundred percent. It's just knowing that um, I've always been, like, you know, football smart, understanding the games and things like that, and I think that's big at quarterback, just having, um, you know, football savvy. Obviously, you got to be able to throw the ball, but I think the the football savvy and the understanding of the game is just as big of a part as you know being able to throw the football really well. And I always had that. So once I learned, you know, mechanically how to throw the football and things like that, the game just started getting a little bit easier for me. And you know, as far as betting on myself, I just you know I had a coach that trusted me, um, Coach Strong. My first, you know, mm-hmm. I got in my second game of the um, my redshirt freshman year, and I just kept going from there on out and. You know, obviously it was some tough tough days, you know, but it was also some good times and, and I think all those times are just learning experiences for me. You've played in some big games. You've you've played the war on I four, you've played in Outson Stadium down out at Oregon. I mean you've played some big teams. Um did that kinda help you when you when you finally got your footing here that like there's no moment too big for you? Is that kind of is that the mentality for you? How did how did you take your experiences at your previous stops? and apply them here. Um, definitely. And I think, you know, those, whether they were good or bad experiences, I think just being able to play in that crowd, uh, the crowd, as you grow, you kind of learn how to, like, shut it out a little bit, especially, like, during the games and things like that. And I think, like I said, we played in some tough environments. You know, Virginia, that was packed house, you know, from seat to seat. Well, how many people were there? Was that one was like? Uh, was it 60? It, it might have been around 60,000. 60, a lot of people. Which yeah. is the, for JMU, that's, that's a pretty darn big crowd yeah it's a big crowd you know just learning understanding and trying to get maybe a, you know in my mind this year was like you just said jamie probably never played in front of sixty thousand. it was being able to help the guys around me you know kind of like try to block it out and things like that and just being able to uh you know go play play the game you've been playing that was my mindset this whole year just play the game that i've been playing since i was a little boy and just smile and have fun and you know good things will happen I'm jamie quarterback jordan mcleod your younger brother kobe right mm-hmm He's a linebacker. Yep. He's not on the offensive no, side. No, he's a bigger so. one. Yeah. <laughs> well, but different different body type? Yeah, a little bit different body type than me and my brother. He's so. about, you know, a good six one and a half, two twenty five. He's solid, you know. Okay. 
bigger cat. You know, my my older brother's a little bit smaller than both of us, but you know, <laughs> each one grew as time went on. That's right. So, yeah. like you said, the youngest sister, she's going to be the best of the bunch. Yeah, right? no, nah, she's a beast. She's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk about your time at USF, staying home, uh, playing in Tampa, and going there. Talk about that decision and what what ultimately led to your decision to stay home. At that time, I think it was um, Coach Taggart was yeah was at Oregon. I took an official out there, and then um, Maryland was a school that I really liked. But I think with USF, um, Coach Strong, I had a really good relationship with Coach Strong. Mm-hmm. And he was the head coach at the time. Um, I always went, you know, to their practices. I was at that time. I talked to Quentin Flowers a few times. I was watching what he was doing. He was doing really well at USF. And I think at that point, I was just like, why not stay home? I'm comfortable here. You know, I'm really close with the coach. Um, you know. The quarterback here is now is doing a great job. He's winning, you know, conference player of the year and things like that. So I was like, I, I might as well just stay here and just, you know, play here. I'm comfortable here. My family's here. They can watch me play. Right. Um, especially not playing as a, a freshman and say you go far away, that can get a little maybe depressing sometimes, hard, yeah. you know. And um, I didn't play my true freshman year. But at the same time, you know, I was happy. My family was in town. Obviously, I'm 15 minutes away from them. I can go see them whenever I want. Mm-hmm. So I think that played a big part of it in it. Talk about the decision to, to transfer. What went into that? Um, it was kind of some stuff going on, like, um, internally in the building that kind of led to, I think we had, like, 23 transfers that year. Did you? So it was kind of a time for a new stop. You know, the coach that was there just wasn't the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I just thought, you know, entering the portal would be the best decision for me. Why Arizona? I would say Arizona just because, um, obviously, it was Power 5. And um, Coach Jeff Fish is, you know – I still talk to him. He's an amazing coach. Um, he's done an amazing job this year with those guys yeah. as well. He has. I think yeah. he just got an extension too. Yeah, he did. Um, great offensive mind. One of the best offensive minds I've ever been around in my life. Um, he taught me, uh, you know, so much in this game. And he was at UCLA with Josh Rosen, and um, so I think that played a big part in it. Just wanting to learn from him and just, you know, he had a great vision and things like that. Obviously, everything didn't work out like I wanted to there, but I think that played a big part of you know, what helped me here, like, um, you know, as far as the X's and O's of the game and just understanding, you know, defenses and stuff like that. I think, you know, Arizona was a big part of that. Did did your time at USF and then Arizona and then here, I think it's even in, in gone more of just understanding maybe how to even watch film. Yes, and, definitely. And just different little things like mm-hmm. that that maybe you had to mature into a little mm-hmm. bit. I would say each and every um, each and every stop that I made, I think I've grown tremendously, especially with, like, film and just understanding coverages and defenses and understanding offenses, understanding blocking schemes and stuff like that. You're always learning new things here um, here and there. And just you, you can never take anything you learned for granted at places, you know, because it could always help you in um, an experience you might not know that's needed. Anything? We've covered a lot. I, I feel like we could have a podcast. We could, we could <laughs> just always find stuff to just talk about. We could, absolutely. Obviously, we, we don't know when our next game is or mm-hmm. who it's against or where yeah. it is, the date, any, but that'll come soon. What most excites you about the unknown of bowl season? Um, just, you know, guys, like, you know, there might be a place that we've never been before. Yeah. And, you know, bowl season is a little different. You get there a few days early. You might do a little bowl event here and there. Um, I went my freshman year. It was in Tampa, so I couldn't really experience like a bowl game. Uh, was it really? Yeah, we played in the Gasparilla <laughs> oh, Bowl when I was at oh, USF. Oh, no. It would be good to go back now. We but Marshall. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, you know, so I think it's just fun for the guys. It's different. Um, I don't know if that's how Coach Sig is. I don't know. But I know at sometimes it's um, open practices. 
I think it is. At bowl games and things like that. So, you know, that'll families be, comes in. That'll be fun. Just a lot yeah, different. <laughs> you know, people come and watch. So, it's, so it's just yeah. a little different. It's a um, different vibe, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, the goal is to win, and that's what we're going to do. Well, and that's the neat thing. We we don't get the opportunity to play for the conference championship, but we still have an opportunity to hoist the trophy at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So we can just make our championship whatever date they tell us we're playing. Exactly. And 12 and 1 would be pretty special. Oh, my Definitely gosh. special. <laughs> that's hard to do. You know, well, we can't. Yeah. Maybe every year there's – Three teams that do that, a handful, or the playoff teams. You know, so it's not like it's an easy thing to do. This isn't an easy conference. I was just talking to my dad about that the other day. Like, obviously, I played in group of five before. This conference is legit. Like, this is Marshall's a really good team. Troy's a really good team. App State was a really good team, Mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. So it's, you know, it's hard to do it, especially, you know, like I said, on the road as much as we did. And, you know, it just shows how, you know, special this team is. Talking about special. We're the only team in America to go 6-0 and in true road games mm-hmm. this year. We're the only team in America to beat eight bowl-eligible teams. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat to be a part of. Definitely pretty neat. Um, you know, and that's just, like I've been saying, this team is special um, at all positions. Our coaches are really good at what they do, um, putting us in positions um, to be great. And we even, you know, we got some of those those road wins with, you know, without some of our best players. Down. Yeah. You know, best defensive player in the country. We didn't have him the last – Two last, games? Last three. three. Last three games. You were without, we're without two linebackers for a while? Yeah, two on. linebackers for a while early <laughs> Offensive on. Offensive linemen. Offensive linemen. So it's hard. You know, it's just – that just shows the work that they, uh, this whole team put in since January to be ready for each and every moment. And, and, and in addition to football, there's so much good happening around mm-hmm. here. Like across the board. Like I think Jamie Sports put out a graphic that talked about the at-large bids yeah. for volleyball and soccer. And I think JMU and Pitt were the only two teams. And I immediately got a text – from someone from the Sun Belt goes, yeah, but Pitt ain't bowl eligible. So that's another <laughs> one. We're the only one to get three at-large bids yeah, basketball and go bowling. Really well. Basketball yeah, team basketball's ranked. ranked. That's got to be fun for you too, man. You got a couple ranked teams you're doing radio They played for. last night, right? They did. They got another win. They're 7-0. Yeah. I've called 19 games this year. I'm 18-1. Don't. Uh, I'm just, just saying. Just, <laughs> it's been pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> At one, man, I tell you. Uh, does that one does, does that one? No, get you right yeah, now. Get all, it's been getting me because I was telling my dad after the game, after the um, – I'm not a big crier. After my senior year when we lost in the fourth round of the game before States, when it was a game we should have won 1,000% won and we know we would have beat them 10 out of 10 times or 9 out of 10, I guess, because they got us that <laughs> right. once. But that's kind of how I felt. I'm like, there was so much left out on the table. There was, yeah. And, you know, maybe that was part of our story that, you know, but, you know, I don't – you know, like I said, I don't question my faith in the man upstairs. So if that's what needed to happen, then I guess. But I definitely feel like that's a game we 1,000% should have won. I, I remember no, no, no questions asked. I remember seeing you after that game, and, yeah, you were emotional. I know you went to see your family. Yep. And I was like, I asked Katie, I said, where's Jordan? He goes, he's still outside with his family. And then I couldn't find you. I was like, media's sitting there waiting. I was like, I'll be right back with Jordan McLeod. <laughs> and I remember, and I was like, if you tell me you just can't do it, I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't have made you do it. Now, bowl game, I'm going to make you do it. Now. <laughs> no, because, but, I needed but, to do but, it, you know, it. But I think that shows your professionalism because mm-hmm. it would be really easy because we've seen it with some Power 5 schools. I think when USC loses, I don't think Caleb is not available. Probably not. But but in our one game that we didn't win, you you were you were a man about it. You were professional, and you went and, and I, I promised only a few I only needed mm-hmm. you for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't make you do radio yeah. on top. Um, I think that says a lot about your character and your growth since you got here. That it's like, yeah, it'd have been easy just to be like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And I've had players do that to me in the past. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you for being really good about 
everything. No doubt. Uh, and, and honestly, I've, I've enjoyed working with you since you got here. Thank you. Appreciate you're you. You're one of my boys now. Appreciate so. you. He's a Duke for life now. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully a little no bit doubt. longer. You know, when when is your goal, is it the next level, seeing your brother play there? Is that the goal? Yeah, 100% that's the goal. Um, that's a you know a dream I've been having since I was a little boy, and um, I'll continue to chase that dream. We can go on for a while, but we better, better let you go. But uh, Jordan <laughs> McLeod, quarterback for the Dukes, again, a, a record-breaking season. The Dukes are 11-1. He is named the player of the year in the Sun Belt this year. My man, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate I appreciate you. everything. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys.